Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. And this morning, we're going to cover a part of First um, Peter, which we have been in a series entitled Royally Set Apart here at this church. We've been discovering the book of First Peter. How many of you read First Peter this week when you went home? I hope some hands go up this, this morning. Amen. Don't be shy. Say, I read my Bible, and I'm proud of it. It's a good read. Um, this Bible that we call the Word of God, this was written for us, not necessarily to us. And what has happened today in the, 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 the landscape of the westernized church, westernized meaning us, western culture, is we read the scripture through our lens, okay, from how we live, from where we posture, but, but this word was written to, to a, a culture uh, thousands of years ago that, that, that is still relevant today. Come on, how many of you know the word of God still speaks the same way today as it did 2,000 years ago? It still is impactful, but we have to do our due diligence of being people that study the word and try to tra- study the word to the best of our abilities to understand the word. And that's why you get to church, and that's why you, you get in no groups, and that's why you disciple one, get discipled, because there are some passages of Scripture that are more difficult to follow or understand than other, others, amen? And so this one today is a, is a mighty um, example and mighty call for us as the people of God um, to, to follow authority. And I say that, and the voice just deflates. Let me say this. This conversation, and I'll be reading the Scripture in a second, This church is loyal to no party, neither side. Hear that from me first. Let me give you an example. There has been uh, multiple people that have called us, uh, people running for office, people running for different parties, both sides. And I've said thanks, but no thanks. Um, The church is not a place to, 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 to use as a platform for political agendas. The visitor's like, where did I come This passage of scripture shows us though some mighty things of how we are called to live as believers. This series was not not intended to go this long. We were supposed to be done with this series last week. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, we had, we don't plan, I don't plan out and map out the series of like scripture verses. I'm not that smart. Um, The Holy Spirit just landed this in this time, in this landscape with where we're about to be facing as a country here in a few short days. But I believe today that what we're gonna be talking about is important, it matters, and we are about to read a political passage of Scripture. And I put political in, com- in quotations. But the reality is this. It is kingdom, kingdom language and kingdom talk. Okay, the Bible is not political. The Bible is kingdom. Okay, and so pre- Peter, who writes this book to a bunch of new believers, he's preaching the politics of heaven. Kingdom politics. He is giving us rich meat. <laughs> Rich meat to chew on, and we, as our best, we're going to do this together. We did this a couple uh, weeks ago with a Wednesday night prayer meeting, and people responded really well, and I invited him up, Brother Nick, to do this, but he's preaching the politics of heaven. You with me? Is this okay? Whether it's not, we're doing it. Praise the Lord. Open up your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses, uh, I'm going to start in verse 11, um, cover a little bit of last week's uh, sermon, but I put a title to this message this week, Royally Set Apart. You want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to do what? 1 Peter 2, verses 11 through 12, they'll be up on the screen behind me. P2, 
Peter's writing to new believers. He says this, beloved or brotherhood or friends, I, I urge you as sojourns and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh. We talked about this last week. We are not of this world. We don't live for this world. This world is gonna come and go. We live for a kingdom that is to come, right? When we're gonna be in eternity with Jesus, but we're also called to bring heaven to earth today. Which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles or your unbelieving neighbors or friends honorable so that when, the day, when they speak against you as evildoers, you may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. And this is this week's text, verses 13 through 17. Be subject for the Lord's sake. Everyone say, Lord's sake. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. These are some heavy words. Come on. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Everyone say, honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God and honor the emperor. Father, right now, your word is true. Your word is righteous. Your word is holy. Your, your word pierces the hardest of hearts. Your word is, is there to teach us, to correct us, to mold us. And so, Holy Spirit, right now, every word that comes out of our mouths may be from you and you alone. We thank you for your word. We think that it's a guide to our life. It's a lamp unto our feet, that it directs us and that it transforms us. I pray that, Father, right now, soil would be good in this place. And so, Father, we just, we bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. You want me to do what? You ever say that to anybody before? They ask you to do something and you're like, you want me to do what? Right, I remember growing up as my parents would, um, are incredible people, but I would get into a situation or I should say altercation, um, whether that be with my sibling or some neighbor friend. And I would always have to go apologize to them. And my dad or my mom would say, it is time for you to go apologize, even though that they started it. Come on, how many of you know? Like when someone starts something else, I am not apologizing for that. And I would respond to my parents and they would say, go say you're sorry or, or you and your sister are gonna go sit on the couch and you're gonna hold hands for 30 minutes and tell each other you love, love each other back. That's a real statement, praise God. Uh, and I would say, you want me to do what? You, you want me to act that way? You want, you want me? I didn't do anything wrong. You want me to do what? <laughs> I read this passage of Scripture and the reality of what's happening in this passage of Scripture. I think we can all in some places of our hearts, whether it's internally or externally, I think some of us can go, God, you want us to do what? You want us to live like this? In this context, in this climate, in this moment, you want us to, to live for the sake of the Lord, to, to honor those around us? You want us to do what? Come on, how many of you know that's a hard couple passages of scriptures to live by and to receive? But this is the reality for us today. This is the call for us today. That's what I said. This is an oasis conversation. We are the body of believers. We are the family of God. We are not people that, that, that are wandering and, and wondering what we follow the scriptures and we follow the word of God. And even as we say from our lips, you want us to do what? We still say, King Jesus, you have the ultimate authority in our lives. We follow your ways. We don't follow the ways of this world. We don't follow the kingdoms of this world. We follow Jesus. And so I know, listen, listen, yeah. And I think one, um, oh, 
Um, I think I think where we are at today, there's a there is a level to which we are experiencing and we are starting to see um, a, a divide in the church where we're starting to see people are more so Americans than they are Christians. That Christianity is part, it's ingrained in our culture. It's ingrained in, in our values and whatever, right? But the, the, the moments that are happening and the conversations that are being had are exposing things in us. And only allegiance to Jesus, only focused allegiance and, and, and committed followers following to Jesus will, will be that thing that people look at and say, those are the distinctive people of God. Right? We, we're seeing where we are being uh, forced to choose, not right or left, but kingdom. And we're, start, we're, choosing to, we're starting to see where we have to choose Jesus over everything else. That's really good. And so listen, we can't cover this in the amount of time we have left. We have about 20 minutes, right? Some of you are like, I hope that 20 minutes goes really fast. Um, we're, we're not going to nail everything, but I hope you walk out of here and this word just messes you up all week long. You, you wrestle with this. You toil with this. You get back to it and you read it because this is, a, this is not a typical Sunday. I'm sitting down. <laughs> I, am, I am. The lights just turned on. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Um, this is not a normal Sunday, but this is an important Sunday. This is an important word. And so this scripture verse, we got to do our best to, to interpret it the way that it was meant to be interpreted, Right? We gotta read this from the lens that these original writers, these men of God, these, these people of God wrote these words to a church that was brand new. They were just following Jesus. They were, they were under the Roman, specifically these people, they were under the Roman Empire, the Roman rule and reign. Come on, that is a kingdom that if you know history, that kingdom was nuts, right? That was a crazy place to be. And they said to these people, hey, listen, this is how we live as believers of Jesus Christ before you're anything else. And so, so this scripture verse has been taken out of context. These passages of scriptures have been used to, to push agendas, to make some things real. Can we be honest? The church has misused scripture in a lot of ways. Over time, it has used it, especially in a, in a context of America, where it has been used to, to make things happen that are not Jesus whatsoever. I'm saying that, right? And so we, I hope and, feel and pray that this word, these next couple points that we teach on, we go, man, this is what Jesus is like. This is the heart of God. This is who he's calling us to be because Nick is right. This day and age, we need to be people that are steadfast and we are following the words of Jesus. Amen? So that scripture verse, there's a couple things that we wanna dissect as we read that scripture verse. And, and the first thing is this. Before we can go any farther into this passage of scripture, we need to know this, that God's people ultimately submit to him. Let me say that one more time because that's a really good place to say amen. God's people, and this, saying amen is just standing in agreement. God's people ultimately, before anybody else, submit to him. Amen. Verses 12 through 13, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, the unbelieving neighbors, keep it pure. Come on, how many of you remember last week? We are called to, to, to show those around us the heart of Jesus, not show them JP, not show them my agenda, not show them my thinking, none of that. It's just to show them Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit in us, amen? So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of his visitation. But this is it. Be subject for the Lord's sake. Another translation is for the Lord's purpose, for the Lord's sake, be subject. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor or supreme. 
This is important for us to, to, to follow Peter's flow of thought in this writing. That, that he is writing, he is instructing the believers, new believers, and getting the kingdom of heaven inside of them. This is a continuous flow from chapter one into chapter two into these verses. He's saying to them, no longer are you a part of the kingdom of this world. When you come to Jesus, church people, I've said it, I'm gonna keep saying it. When you come to Jesus, your world goes bye-bye. Your, your life goes bye-bye. It says you've been crucified with Christ. What does that mean? You died. You died and Jesus came to life in you. So what do you mean, pastor? I'm dead physically? No, how many of you are breathing right now? <laughs> Spiritually speaking, your life died and you became alive in Christ the moment you said yes to Jesus. And so in what happens in that moment, you transfer from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So get that. You are now part of a different kingdom. You are not a part of this world. You don't operate from the kingdom of America. You operate from the kingdom of heavenly light. Come on. And so Peter's writing this and he's commanding us and he's commanding it out of that Verse 12, where he's like, yo, do this because we're showing an example to the world around us. To the world around us, they're looking for something. Come on, 2020, people are looking for something to fix it. They're looking to fix every problem, every situation, every dark thing. They're looking for a solution. And church people, believe, I hate church people. I hate that saying. I said it last week. Followers of Jesus, we have the solution. It's following Jesus and submitting to him. And so Peter transitions into this body of this letter that is practical. This is like down now part of the, how do I live this thing out? You ever wonder how to live out being a Christian? First Peter's filled with it. He writes these words. He's answering that. He says, okay, this is how you live this out. First and foremost, hey, you're part of a living hope. You got the promises of heaven. You, you, you give an example to your neighbors, and then you are subject to every human institution. Uh, you want me to do what? I was cool with all those first, but you want me to do what? But what's awesome and fascinating, we're gonna jump in here, is what that word means, institution. What does that word mean in the original? So um, although it seems incredibly political, it's actually not as political as it may seem. Um, the, the Greek language is a highly inflected language, which means like semantic range of words can mean, it can mean, it's and that's huge. what the Bible was explained to some yes, people. That, yes, like, Greek, sorry, what are we talking sorry, about? Gibberish? So sorry. This is the original language that the Bible's written in, right? So we're reading an interpret. We're re, we're reading a translated version of the Bible in English, right? We have multiple. Whether you're reading the New King James Version, which would be bless institution, you. yeah, bless you. That's a hard. Yeah. Um, or ESV, you probably have uh, institution or ordinance, depending on where you're at. Um, the idea behind the word, it's used. Um, I think 14 other times in the New Testament. Uh, it denotes the idea of God's, broadly, of God's creation, God's created order. So we have Romans 1.20 where it says, Before the, or since the foundation of creation, um, Romans 8.20, creation itself is eagerly awaiting the revealing of the sons of God. Uh, Hebrews 4.13, 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? If, if somebody is in Christ, he's a new creation, Right? Um, and so this word, uh, this Greek word, katesis, uh, depending on its context, its literary context, could mean a number of different things. And where we come in, in 1 Peter is we find he's, he's now transitioning into his practical letter. So we're called to be um, submitted to God, right? We've come into his family. We are now under his authority. How does this look practically? He says you submit to every human creation, every human Thing that I have created, you are now submitted to. What does that mean? We, we, we posture ourselves 
in humble deference to one another because we acknowledge the intrinsic value in each other, right? So, and being, if you go- Being images Being of God. made in the image of God. And so we see throughout 1 Peter, right? Even before this, in, in, in verse 12, that we're called to live honorably among one another. And then in verse 15, I think, 15, 16, it says uh, emperors, governors, and then even later, subjects and masters. So he's going across- Later, husbands and wives, and later, and wives yeah. to husbands. It's so- just, so, so he's, he's, he's explaining the entire social sphere of, of, of social interaction with the church. And he's saying, when you engage these different levels of society, you are subject to everybody. It's not just the emperor or the governor. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's amazing. Because what happens, what has happened is we use that just like submit. Submit, submit, and yes, yes, but it's an honoring thing. It is such an honoring thing to say, like, no matter if it's the emperor, the governor, uh, uh, someone of the lower class, someone of, of, of this, no matter who it is, as followers of Jesus, we give honor to every single yeah. person. Come on, we're seeing it today. Why, why, there's an unveiling. You guys have heard me talk about, about, about racism happening all throughout the country, all throughout the world. It's an unveiling. God is ripping the lid off of this stuff. He's going, first of all, to the church. He's saying, you have preached what feels good, what feels right, but you haven't touched the stuff that how I live. And how I, my heart is, this is God speaking. I'm not speaking this, like God's saying, my heart is for every single person to be viewed by you with the, being the image of God. You subject yourself to every single person. You honor every single person that you come in contact with. No matter, this is why, this is why it's so bothersome to me. Is that a word? Um, I get so bothered, bothersome. I sound like I'm whatever. Um, I get so bothered by believers when they dishonor those that have been placed over them. I get, I get mad. I get angry. I get like, what is wrong with us? We're, we're giving, so like when I hear people complaining about their boss, let's just go to that level. Come on, how many of you know we've all been there? Like, like oh, how dare, oh my goodness. Like, if your boss is in the room, don't, don't say anything right now. Um, but like we've all been there, right? Where we feel hurt, we feel offended, we feel like they don't give me honor. Well, it's not like you get honor to give honor. You give honor because you are a follower of Jesus. You know your honor. You know what you've been given. I'm going on a tangent here, but forgive me. I remember in my works, in my first years of working, I had a boss who I loved to death, but she did not understand how to give honor to other people. She led an entire team, an entire staff. And I remember my, my mentor, Morris, Pastor Morris, you guys know him. I remember going into his office. I shut the door and I was like, man, whoo, I'm gonna snap. And he's like, sit down. And I was like, okay. He's like, we honor because she is an image of Jesus, of God. We honor. You don't honor because you get honor. You honor no matter what. And Peter's saying that these words to the church, right? That, hey, church, wake up. You honor those that are in positions of authority. You honor those that are among you with the streets. You honor those that you get into their car because you're an Uber rider. You honor every single person because they are image bearers of God. And so when you're submitted to God, right, when you come under submission to God, it's easier to honor. If you try to honor people when you're not under God's covering and God's authority, it's super hard. We will mess it up a lot more times than not. Come on, I, I've been there where I, I want to honor somebody, but I know I am not right with God, and I dishonor. 
I, I blow off a conversation. I blow off a moment. I, I don't, don't hold the door open for those extra three people that are walking in and nobody says thank you. Come on. For some reason in Chicago, nobody says thank you for doors opening up. It's the wildest thing in the world. I just say, you're welcome. You're welcome. Bless you. Bless you. You're welcome. Come on. We honor first because we're submitted to God. It says for the Lord's sake. We, we, are, we got a mess on our hands, specifically in the church. And I love the church. I'm a big church guy. Big, big church guy. I work for one. <laughs> Better joke. It's just trying to. But man, as the church, we are called to show that, hey, I don't honor the president because who's in office or his decisions or his policies or his antics or his words. I honor him because he's a human being. No matter if they persecute you, no matter if they say, Pastor, this is really hard. Do you know what it has been said? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's just as frustrating to me as of previous people that held offices and position that people dishonored them. That's not how we act as church people. We don't dishonor our mayor. We don't dishonor our governor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we don't dishonor anybody because we see them through the lens of, for the Lord's sake, Catesis, they are creations of God. Imagine what would happen in the church. And, I'm this moving, is, yeah. and, and just one last thing as we transition. This is an understanding of submission that the world just doesn't understand. 100%. Don't expect your friends to understand this. The world submits out of fear of judgment and intimidation of status and title. The kingdom, in the kingdom, people submit out of reverence for God's creative beauty and for the intrinsic value of human life, the image of God that resides in the individual. It's radically different. At the same time, this doesn't mean that God hasn't providentially placed government in order that we would have peace in our streets. So, as kingdom people, we now live out submission in this place. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. If you guys were here last week, that sounds strikingly familiar to what Peter said last week, that as you live honorable lives, you'll put to silence the foolishness of, the, of your neighbors. And so he's saying the exact same thing, just in a different social setting, now with the political party. This is not intellectual agreement, but spiritual alignment. This is choosing to view the world around us the way that heaven views the world. This is retraining our eyes to see, asking the Holy Spirit to change our thinking, Submission in the kingdom is not a prohibiting restriction, but it's a liberating opportunity. And we see this modeled perfectly in Jesus. How many know none of us are ever escaping death? And Jesus is the only person that shows us when we're perfectly submitted to heaven, we do. When we do the will of the Father, when we come into his kingdom, we escape the one thing that actually everybody's trying to escape. So we live submission to God first, and then second, as believers in this passage, God's people live out submission. 
We, we give it as an example. We show it. Come on. We, we, we are not called to just be Christians on Sundays. Yeah. We're not called to sit here and receive a message just because I'm preaching and you guys got to sit there. We're, we're called to live this thing out every single moment of every day. We show the world what it means to say, my life's already, my life's already paid for. I'm dead already. I'm dead. Like, I'm dead to this world, but I'm alive in Christ. It's yeah. so interesting. You know, you know how we talk about being crucified with Christ? When he got on that cross, like the Roman history lesson, when you get on the cross as a Roman, on a Roman cross, you lose all your rights. People are no longer required to respect you, to treat you well. They'll spit at you. They will throw things at you. They'll see your name. And that's us. We get on the cross too. We lose our rights to our own opinion. We lose our rights to the way we think things should be and we submit to the kingdom. That's, I just wanted to And that's, to, and that's to hard, to right? Come <laughs> well, let's just have an honest counseling moment. Thank you for those in the back. That's hard, every hand should go up. If not, you are holy and I wanna have a prayer meeting with you. Like, that's hard. You want me to do what? Yeah, I want you to do this for the sake of the Lord. I want you to live out honor. I want you to live out submission. I want you to live this thing out. Jesus modeled this throughout his entire time on earth. He showed us. He is our example, right? Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow Jesus. Follow his words. And Jesus, we, 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 we love Jesus, right? So many, the world even today in, in a lot of ways loves Jesus. They love Savior Jesus, but they don't love Lord Jesus, right? And Lord, like Lordship is calling us to say, yo, okay, if this is how you live, this is how I'm going to live. And Jesus gives us prime examples throughout Scripture. He never uh, acted in any way because he was divine. He was all authority. Like, we all know this. Like, Jesus, it says God holds the world in his hand. Like, he is the one over this all. He is the ruler of all kingdoms. And Jesus came, and he still acted as a servant. He lived out submission and honor to those around him. His disciples, come on. How many of you know I would have smacked those brothers day two of hanging out with them? Yeah, like the moment they started saying some stuff, come on. I'm like, yo, get away from me, right? But Jesus is like, I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna wash your feet. You want what? I'm gonna keep bringing you along. I'm gonna keep showing you. I'm gonna give my life up for you to show you who you are in me. Come on. He lived this thing out with his disciples. He lived it out with others. Anytime he met anybody sick, what did Jesus do? Go figure it out. How many of you know that would be terrible? <laughs> we don't get those accounts. Jesus heals. Think of the woman at the well. Caught, trapped by sin, by destruction. Jesus says, I'll choose you right now in this. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live out honor right now in this moment. And he heals that woman. He sets her free. He lives it out with earthly authority. Hey, what do you do, Jesus? Do we give to Caesar what is Caesar's? Do we give? Yeah, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. You want me to do what? Yeah, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. Standing before the king when he's about to be crucified. He didn't, he didn't call the army. Hey, fellas, now's the time. Rally the troops. This is it. I'm going to the cross. We're going we're gonna to rise up and we're going to lose our minds. No, he sat there. Are you the king? I, I am. It's crazy, right? Anybody else like think of this way of Jesus? 
This is how we're called to live. And get this, Peter is writing to a church body that is already beginning to, be, to, to feel persecution. You know how Peter died? He was hung on a cross upside down. By who? The Roman Empire. Do you think Peter wrote letters later on going, omit verses 13 through 17? You don't have the record of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that or not, but I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with his words didn't change. I'm going to go with he lived out submission all the way to the point of death. Because why? He knew where his heart was. He knew where his soul rested in. And it was in Jesus and in the kingdom of God. Come on, this is, this is hard. So like you hear this, right? And you go, okay, pastor, but when do I not submit? Anybody thought that so far? Thank you. When is the point of like, when is it okay to not submit? Okay, let me give you a couple examples. And then I'm going to give you the example. If you are being abused by somebody, you do not submit to them. Hear me, okay? Not a chance. I will come with you with people that don't love Jesus. That's <laughs> oh, a bad joke, really bad, babe. I'm sorry. Okay, you don't submit to that. But if someone's berating you at your job and saying names to you, what do you do? You turn the other cheek. You don't add fuel to the fire. It's hard. That's why you got relationships in the church body that you come to and say, yo, I'm about to lose my mind. And you will be like, don't do it, but kind of, but don't, don't. Because you live this thing out. Is this, is this okay this morning? The, 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 the ultimate because then the question goes, okay, so pastor, we have authorities, we have governors, we have, we have presidents, we have mayors. When do we say enough's enough? When do we say we're not listening? Can I give you the reason, the, the moment when you stop listening? When the call of heaven um, no longer, when, when the government calls you to no longer preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the moment where you go, okay, that's dishonoring the command of Jesus. Acts Peter, John, standing before the, 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 the rules of the authority, and they say to him, yo, what are you brothers doing? Stop preaching the name of Jesus. And they go, we bless you, but we ain't doing that. When that moment happens, see, masks, church, are not persecution. Church is shutting down. I hate it. I don't like it. There's a body, to, there's a thing about being the body together, right? How many of you know love worshiping? Come on, I watched a, a sermon yesterday. It was the first time ever I watched a church service. I was like, this is whack on TV. I can't do this. I'm your pastor. I'm telling you, like, it's hard. Come on, right? Like, I, why, why are we lifting our hands in the living room by myself? Like, you should, but anyway. I don't like when this stuff is happening, but they're not telling us to stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you can't preach the gospel when you have a mask on, there's a part of you that maybe you need to go deal with with Jesus. If you can't live your life and give honor to Jesus and glory to his name because you can't come to the physical building, you might want to check your heart with Jesus. We live this thing out. Is this so? We live this thing out in submission to God and then we live it out to those around us. The moment you hear the words, shut your mouth and stop preaching Jesus, that's when you go, thanks but no thanks. But the good thing, the crazy thing is, is we live in a country called America where, where we have rights and we have freedom and we have all these things that we are part of. We, we, we are grateful. Come on, you want to talk about church? Talk about the church in China. Ain't nobody want to talk about the church in Iran. Yeah. We don't want to touch that place. We, we want to be like, well, we're free. When you came to Jesus, you gave up your rights. This is a hard word. 
This will transform us. Until they say, stop preaching the gospel, stop proclaiming his name, we honor. We honor our neighbors that drive us nuts. I saw a buddy post, post something the other day. He told me, he said that they were playing music. Right, Brother Felipe, until like 3, 4 in the morning. Live music. Who's playing live band music next to you in the city of Chicago? Like, I'm walking over there and dishonoring every one of them. I'm unplugging every amp, everything. No, no, no. You love your neighbor. You, you honor because we live this thing out. Is this, is, are you with me? Anything I'm missing? Anything? He's like, Pastor, this is on you. You go for the long run. <laughs> Submit to God. Live this thing out. And the last thing, God's people understand kingdom freedom. There is a difference between America freedom and kingdom freedom. There is a massive difference. And Nick said it. We have sworn, we have, we have literally been drowning now in this idea as the church of like, I need to live in America freedom. The church, instead of going, no, 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 my life is now in the kingdom of light, right? The kingdom of heaven. That's where I find my freedom. He says this in verse 16, live as people who are free. Come on, how many of you know you have been set free? You have been set free. When you, see guys, when you know what you've been set free from, this is easier. It's not easy, it's easier. You, 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 you live as people who are free. Come on. And we are a body of believers that link arms together. No matter where we're from, no matter how we've been brought up, we link arms together and we say, because of Jesus' blood, we are people that are free now. Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Servants. What is our freedom calling us to do? Live as servants. Honor everyone, Scripture says. You, you want me to do What? Yeah, I want you to honor every person, everyone. Ah, uh, everyone got, ah, uh, every. In the original Greek, it's everyone. Everyone. Love the brotherhood, love the body of believers. Disagree, Pastor Charles was here a couple weeks ago uh, for a prayer meeting. He said, he brought a message about how we don't have to always agree with everything as a body of believers. You, you get what I'm saying? But we can honor each other. And we can love each other. And we can have healthy conversations with one another. And we can encourage. You know the best moments of my life? When I disagree with a friend and we have healthy conversations. Anyways, fear God. Honor the emperor. Peter says to live as people is free. When we live this, this is countercultural the, the, uh, way of life. This is a countercultural way of life, of living. God does this beautiful transformation in us where we are no longer people who want to be free. Right? Rather, we are people who have been loosed from the bounds of all self-sin and are now free. As we have submitted to Jesus, we become aware that submission to Jesus was the best thing that could ever happen to us. We are free now. Uh, A.W. Tozer writes this. We are free from the calls of self-sin, self-reliance. You know, when you come to Jesus, you are free from self-reliance. Your battles, your wars that you are, we were just singing, like he goes before he goes before. He wins every battle for you. He takes care of every dark situation for you. It may not be the way you want it to be or I want it to be, but he does it. He promises us. We don't have to rely on self. Self-pride dies. And you find freedom in going, I don't have to have all the answers. Come on, how many of you know it's a freeing thing? I don't have to have all the, I don't, I don't have, I'm not the smart. I, he is. He knows all, he's got all wisdom, all discernment, all power. Self-confidence, self-pity. You lose that. Poor me. That's gone. Yeah, 
self-righteousness, self-sufficiency, self-love. You no longer, I'm just loving myself. No, you are not. That's not what we are called to as believers. You are called to let Jesus love you. Your self-love has been dead because of Jesus' cross. Okay, so, so we are called to live as servants of God. Yeah, and as, and as we step further and further into that, what we actually realize is that self-reliance actually keeps me from honoring people. I can't rely on God for the answer and the breakthrough in someone else's life if I'm so consumed with myself and I think I have all the answers. I'm actually more prideful uh, and, I, and I can't walk up to you and actually share the thing on my heart for you because I just don't care because I'm so consumed with myself. Right? God, God breaks those things in us as we submit to him. And we say, your way is actually better. And we come to see it play out in our lives. Yeah, it allows us to stop flippantly dismissing the commands we get from Jesus, like love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, we know you said that, Jesus. No, love your enemies. Pray for those who are persecuted. You know that you know the Chinese church prays for the government? You understand what's happening? Crazy. Peyton, come on up if you can put it. You know what happens in the church of China right now? They got maybe five, ten people in a room, in a basement, in undisclosed locations. And they're opening up the word together. And they're praying. And they're praying for, for, for the government. They're praying for people that are after them. They're getting killed for this stuff. It's not that they're just like getting kicked out of a church gathering. They're getting killed. And they're going... Still gonna live because Jesus saved my life. And I know what my freedom, where my freedom is found. Okay, so pastor, how do we tie this all up? Right, how do, how do we live this thing out? You submit to God. You honor everyone. You love the brotherhood. You, you pray for those that persecute you. You pray for those that you don't like. How many of you have ever been called to pray for somebody you don't like? And it is the hardest thing in the world. Come on, you get those words out. Lord, God, have mercy. <laughs> a lot of mercy. Overflowing, abundant amount of mercy. We're called to pray for them. Prayer is our first action. And we're called to love them. Well, how do we deal with this in this climate today? We're, we're days away from a, a moment of, of history, I believe, that is, 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 is it's a big moment. Hey, guys, you guys, are, you guys have the freedom to vote. So go vote. Go vote. Pray. Seek the face of God. Ask him what he would have you do. And this church, I love this church. Here's why I love this church, because this church has got both sides of the, the aisle in this church. I love that about this church. Because we can still be believers together and not always agree on some of the things that are happening. So what does that call us to do? That calls us to honor the brother or the sister that may not think the way that we think. But when you're submitting to God, you get his ways. You get his ways. And you don't need to let your voice be heard. You don't need to let your noise come out of your mouth. You need to make sure that you are submitted to God because when you're submitted to God, you honor and respect. The words that will flow from your mouth will give such dignity, such respect, such honor to every person no matter from the highest position to the lowest. See, this is the body of the believers. See, some of you thought I may come up here and was gonna give this like whole like political conversation. The kingdom of heaven doesn't operate in the same way as the kingdom of this earth. We are called to be people that surrendered our lives to Jesus, took up the cross, went to the cross, died, 
and was raised to life with Jesus. And so our king now is Jesus. Jesus is king. Thank you, Kanye. He has it right. He has it right. He's king. He's the one we follow. And so over the next couple days as we gather, we're going to pray. We're going to seek the face of God for our city, for our nation. But I hope you go home today and you might wrestle with this and you go, man, I haven't been honoring. I haven't been giving honor. I haven't been showing dignity to those around me. I need to start there before I can go out to these streets and change. See, if we're, we're doing all these things to change the world before we're loving our neighbor, we're missing this whole thing, the whole thing. I want to pray for you. We're going to end differently today. This is maybe a, a more, um, I know this church loves joy and it's awesome, but most of the time I say you're dismissed, people are hugging each other. Can't do that today. I ask that you leave without touching each other just for the sake of the school and all the rules here and what we're abiding by. Well, I want to pray and I want you to go from this place and I want you to chew on this. I want you to wrestle with this. We submit to God. We live out honor. And we have freedom that's found in Jesus, not this earth. So every head bowed and every eye closed. First and foremost in this house right now, if you want to submit to God, if you want to submit to his ways, I want to lead you in a time of prayer where, you know what, man, I've tried to be the captain. I've been the self, self-reliance, self-making, self-all this stuff, and it hasn't gotten me to where I thought I should be. But you're hearing this message today about a, a king named Jesus that came and died so that you could live. He gave up his position in heaven. He gave up heaven's throne to come down to earth, live a sinless life for you. If you want to submit to the king today, I want to give you that opportunity. Some of you, maybe you need to submit some places in your heart where you haven't been saying yes to. Some thoughts, some ways of thinking, some ways of knowing you're right. Today's the day where he's saying, no, I'm right. So we want you to come under that. So on the count of three, I want you to just slip your hand up. If you want to say yes to Jesus in submission to him and to his authority, we want to pray a prayer of agreement together. So one, he loves you. Two, he died for you and wants to forgive you of all your sins. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. Lift your hand up right now. Amen. Amen. I see it. I see him. I see him. Amen. 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 Let's pray this prayer. If you lifted your hand up, I, I want to pray this prayer, but I want to pray this together. Amen? So repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life to you. You are the king. You are Lord, and you are my savior. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my mind. You are in charge now. I surrender at your feet today. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for that empty tomb. Thank you for your blood that was poured out for me. I have life in you, Jesus. I have hope in you, Jesus. I have an eternal promise in you, Jesus. I have all that I need in you, Jesus. Thank you for washing me, cleansing me. I receive your spirit today, Jesus, in faith, knowing that you love me, care for me, and are going to walk with me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray over every person in this house. I pray, God, that this word would continue to, 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 to ring in our ears. That we, as the body of believers, we are called to submit to the people around us in honor because you have called us to do it. 
Father, when it gets hard, give us endurance. When we get tired, help us. When we don't feel it, God, help us to know that you are with us. Father, we say yes to your ways, yes to your kingdom, yes to you today, Father. And So God, I bless you. I thank you for your word that it does not return void, that it goes out and it does not come back void. That your promises for our lives are yes and amen. That we have all the hope in you. We have everything we need in you. And so we give you praise today. We give you honor. And we bless you. And we ask this all in the name above every name, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, can we just bless Jesus one time in this place? Amen. 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 Church, we love you. If you have questions, if you... Want to know what's going on? We might be doing a supplemental video to this in the coming days. We'll see, but, but, but please reach out. Info at OasisChurchChicago.com. We want to minister to you. We want to help you. We want to pray for you. Any needs? Show up Wednesday. It's going to be a powerful time. God bless you as you go. We will see you this week, if not next Sunday. Take care. Have a great week.